Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings, this is Mike Petro with uh, The Voice of Healing Radio. I have a, a wonderful guest with me today. And, you know, we need to remember that as we walk in this world right now and all the things that are going on, all the negative things, things that we're seeing in the nations, God is waking the people up. There's messengers that are out there. There are his, his trumpets, the Bible says, that are going out, and they are literally proclaiming things that need to be said because of where we are in his timing. Amen. And it's, it's a shame there's not more churches out there doing this because they're not hearing what God is saying. So he's raising up a whole new breed of people that are, that are bringing the message. And it's interesting right now as we see what's happening in the, our political systems across this country, that God is even shaking up our political system. And why? That's because the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. And we are seeing a movement which literally has been started by prayer and intercession of people that are looking for answers and looking for God, because God's not going to be put on the outside and a political leader on the inside. God is right now bringing everybody in the political realm to his feet, and we're going to watch a change. It's coming. And so we're already watching it in other states. Uh, God is moving. But I have a dear, precious sister with me today that I've had a, a, a blessing of sitting and getting talked to her and hear her testimony, and she's one of these trumpets. Uh, uh, she is really a voice, Bianca Garcia. She is the head and founder of Latinos for Trump, which is dear to my heart because when the Lord moved me from uh, Pennsylvania to, to uh, California, uh, all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me years ago and said, the majority of your ministry will be Latino people. And, and back then we had one Latino family in our, in our, in our whole church. Now the majority of my church is Hispanic uh, believers. Wow. And uh, I would have never thought it or seen it, but people are hungry mm-hmm. for what God has done. And people are also hungry for the truth. Mm-hmm. And as you and I talked about earlier, the, the Latino, the Hispanic community really is, it's, it's more um, fundamental mm-hmm than it is, you know, a, 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 the part of that uh, democratic way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about that, Bianca? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here at the Voice of Healing Radio. This is amazing. Um, it's awesome to see God moving, God working, God, the divine appointments um, that he 
places. He already knew we were going to be. He, he saves everything at his moment, his time. It's all about his timing. And to be talking to you today about, you know, why I even got political, why, how I even, why was I even being a voice, especially the Hispanic community, um, is... And that the, wasn't even you. That was God calling And it you. was God calling me. Um, and I was already in a spiritual early age of spiritual walk. Um, I was born and raised a Catholic. Um, and so, you know, he started working on me and he used the Baptist church. So, you know, my ministry women, um, if you want to go learn, you know, and my mom, growing up Catholic, my mom would send us to the vacation Bible study, uh, vacation Bible schools when we were little wow, okay. at, the, at the Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And she would always say, if you want to learn the Bible, you go to the Baptist church. I never questioned that, right? Because you go, well, wait a minute. Well, then why would we be going to our own church if you're not learning the Bible or what? I mean, but you're little, so you just kind of go in there. You know, they always had, I mean, the the vacation Bible schools at the Baptist church are really, they're awesome for kids, right? And so, um, so that's, that's, I had my spiritual sisters, but they were, I was beginning to really learn the Bible. My first book to study was Book of James. And so it was really funny because I know Hispanic people are, we're faith driven. Okay. We're family oriented and we have been fighting for freedom from the beginning. So faith is number one. And I always tell people, you know, you walk into a Hispanic household, they're going to have some type of religious or um, biblical symbol, whether it's the Bible, whether it's a crucifix, whether it's a Virgin Mary, whether it's, you know, a saint, whatever it is, it's going to be hanging in or somewhere in their house because of the faith that they have. They're faith-driven people. Mm -hmm. And so that was important. So I I knew those things. I this is it's my culture. And 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 actually they're very strong believers once they grab on. Oh absolutely. Once they grab Jesus, they're running. Oh, they're running. Listen, we don't turn back. Um because it's a passion in us. Um and and so the Hispanics are again conservative minded. And I was seeing these things politically that we were going in a direction that wasn't really representing our culture. And so early on, you know, in 2016, really in 2016 is when he really started to call me into the political realm, into the government, opposed to, you know, because I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I've been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. Now I am, I'm educated. I have a degree. I actually graduated. This is what's great about San Antonio. San Antonio is very special to me because I went to St. Mary's University here. I graduated in 95. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Corpus, which is south of here. And I and I, we were we've been filming here because I said this is what speaks to our culture. It's who we are. Mm-hmm. It represents faith, family, and freedom. Number one, faith. The missions, there are seven, I think seven missions here. There's uh, Espada, the mission of Espada. Well, most of the missions are, they were all, but the Spanish monks came over Mm. in the 1400s, I believe. And and so they came over to preach Christianity or witness Christianity to the Native Americans. Okay, so we're, if you really go back, Spanish, the Spanish monks coming here to America to preach Christianity, of course our faith is, we've been there from the beginning. Mm. Faith has been there at the beginning and it's grounded here in this city, San Antonio. And then if you look at family, we're family. So while other people took their kids to Disney or they took them to, you know, Garner Park or Mm. they took them, you know, to to Schlitterbahn or something when they were little, my parents, this was our vacation. 
We got to come to the Riverwalk at San Antonio. That was it. We used to do the little horse carriage. My dad used to get the horse carriage, and it was seven. We were seven brothers and sisters, so we'd go on this horse carriage, mm. and and you know, and we'd go and eat somewhere on the Riverwalk because it represented family values, our culture, Amen. everything that we knew there. So between faith, family, freedom, we started at Goliad. We started. We went to the Alamo and finished at the Battle of San Jacinto. Do you know that Abraham Lincoln, when he first um, came up with the with the uh, uh, Medal of Honor, within the first year, um, 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 Latino received or earned the Medal of Honor at the Battle of Gettysburg. Wow. We have been fighting for freedom and liberty from the very beginning. Mm. So it's all, you know, we're very much part of this nation, which Amen. most people now in, 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 you know, I guess in the last couple of decades, people think that we just migrated here overnight. No, 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 no. We've been uh, here. Today, yeah. as of today, we have 61 Medal of Honor Latinos in the nation Wow. In the nation, Amen. we fought at the Battle of the Alamo next Amen. to David Crockett. Amen. So we were there fighting for the liberty and freedom from Santa Ana, who was a tyrannical yeah. leader. Yep. So I'm like, this is it. This is the breaking point here in San Antonio. I am, I am honored to be part of this health and freedom because— I get to come here in my root, like where my parents taught me about faith, family, and the freedom that we fought for, yeah. which is why I was so passionate about saying our people do not know who we really are and that we have claimed. We didn't, we didn't just migrate here 20 years ago. Mm. We've been here. Amen. We established here from the beginning of time. Amen. You know, pre when you have the Spanish monks coming here to preach Christianity yep. to Native Americans, where does that come from? That's us. That is our heritage. It's our culture. We're loving people. We love God. So anything that's, if you're conservatively minded, not a party system, but if you just think about conservatism, yep. you know, if you're, mo majority of our Hispanic uh, uh, households are very conservative. They they don't like the government to tell them what to do. Yep. Okay. They want limited government. Mm. They don't want, um, you know, they don't want to tell. They don't want the government to tell them how to spend their money. Mm. They save their money. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're they're. they're conservative at saving money. They're very hardworking. Yesterday we were filming at the market square and I chose a market square because it's what represents commerce. Mm -hmm. That Those, those uh, restaurants and businesses have probably been there since 1940, maybe 1930. Mm -hmm. That was established there. So our, our Hispanics have been pouring into and, and they're business owners Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, again, we didn't just oh, yeah. become business owners in 1990 or 2000. We have been, we have been uh, uh, taking a part into the economy, pouring into the economy of this nation. Amen. And so these are things that I think are very valuable to our Hispanic communities. And I think that once we have that conversation with them, they agree with you. They don't yeah. agree with murdering babies. Th that's why we had seven brothers and sisters. And my, my dad came from a very large family. I think there was like 15 brothers and sisters. And my mother came from like 12. It was all, it was all brothers and she was the last one and she was the youngest and female. But family-oriented. Amen. You know, Bianca, uh, we were talking about this earlier, you know. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. 
Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. The way the media paints the Hispanic uh, culture is really not a fair representation of, of who the Hispanic people are. And so... Uh, you were talking earlier about how when you go to churches and, and you're up there speaking or you're going to a, a, a conference and you're up there speaking and you're bringing this out, the Hispanic people are in agreement with you. They are. Actually, there's so much in, agreeing, in agreement that, you know, I found a lot of pastors when I started to do work with the Hispanic evangelicals. I found a lot of pastors that didn't want to really talk about politics because they thought that, that well, the, because they were afraid to lose their 501c status. You know, that was and, one and that's part. that's the problem. That yes. was one part. Well, we started educating them about that. And then, and then you know, then other things, of, well, we don't bring politics into the church. So they had that mentality. Mm -hmm. But then the other reasoning, so they had all these reasonings, reasons in their head, right? The other reason was, well, you know, we don't offend the people because, you know, I have illegals here. Well, what they found me saying is I preached to these illegals even, and I said, look, it's not against you yourself, but when you break a law, it is a sin. It's no different than stealing a piece of bubble gum. And I would tell them, you all have been here and this other party has been waving this little carrot of immigration and papers and they're going to fix you and they're going to do all these things and you're going to be legally here. But they've been prom trying to tell you this since 19... 60s, maybe, yeah. 70s, yeah. or very early on. Mm -hmm. They've never come through, except Reagan. Reagan did, did give amnesty. But but they've really never come through other than Reagan, and he wasn't a Democrat. So yeah. I tell him, I'm like, look, you guys are selling yourselves, and you're voting for people who are committing murder, yeah. okay, abortion, babies, and not just at six weeks, but now they were promoting and they've been pushing to murder babies even after birth. Yeah. And so they were like, <gasps> like they didn't know that. And But I, when I preached to them and told them, you're giving up sanctity of life, what we all believe in, all because you're waiting for the promised land of a piece of paper that tells you you're legally here. Mm. Well, God isn't going good. to reward you any Very piece good. of paper yeah. when you've pushed the lever to vote for murdering a baby. Yeah. When I say it that direct, you should see, I mean, the illegals and illegals in the church are like, amen. I mean, amen. they're like, amen. So yeah. the truth sets them free. Amen. And and I have had illegals that have come and said, I've been here for 20 years. I have helped them actually go through a process of getting legalized because they don't want to live with that burden. Yeah. They don't want to. And then they, they say, you know, they go, I've, you know, they learn the process. They're like, Hey, we might have to go back to our country and you know, we don't know we're going to get stuck there, but they're willing to risk it and go back and wait for the stamp to be able to come back legally. And I have mm -hmm. been told over and over by these people that have done this process. They said, you don't understand what a weight that Amen. is. So can you imagine living oppressed as an illegal here because you think You're number, a lie. it's a, it's all under a lie and they've been oppressed, but when they actually, it's, it's a release of freedom. It's a release of oppression. And, and I'm like, God doesn't want that on us. Amen. So, so you have to make it right, whether you like it or not, but most important, you cannot be voting for principles that are not biblical. 
Amen. That we do not, that you sit there and you go to church and you say you love God, but then I'm like, you're voting with Satan. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing that you're saying this because I've seen it so many times where, you know, uh, the Democratic Party's always dangling that carrot, whether mm-hmm. it is, you know, papers or something else, but it, it, it never comes through. No. And it's like, how long do you got to listen? It's almost like people are getting programmed to that mm-hmm. lie mm-hmm. to believe that lie is going to come to pass. And it's just not. I think it, now they, they I, I think God used Trump mm-hmm. because, you know, they hated Trump. The, yeah. A lot of Hispanics hated Trump. They're like, oh, he's going to, he's going to depart if he's a Nazi because he was being told that he was, that he was going to come knocking on the doors and the brown coats were going to come and get him and mm-hmm. throw him out of the country. So they were all afraid. They were believing Univision and Telemundo. But when they saw him, that Trump not just once, not twice, but three times offered amnesty or a pathway to citizenship or some type of visa or work permit. When he was offering that Mm. to close the border and the other side wouldn't go for it, they were like, wait a minute here. They're offering something and you're not, not once, twice or third time. That woke up a lot of our communities. Like, hold on a second, wait a minute here. The man's trying to give us permission to be here. But, you know, this was a thing. Now, our organization, we're probably one of the only Hispanic organizations that does not advocate for amnesty or citizenship. Mm. We just don't. Um, and, and, and it's a tough thing. But, you know, and I'm not saying that we should pick up people and deport them all. But I'm saying that we are, that I have been here. I'm telling you. For me, my cult, me, myself, my family, my generation, my generation, we didn't migrate here. We have been here from the beginning. Mm. My great-grandmother was a, from Spain. So came here and was, you know, mixed in with Indian and the Mexican, you know, the what made yeah. the Mexican culture. And so when you have, and, and I'm telling you here by faith that the monks came here the, from Spain— our, my culture has been here from the beginning. So yeah. I don't feel that I need to be rewarding people who came here illegally. N- not only that, it, there's uh, so many people that have actually come here legally and have gone through the process and they had to wait for years. It's unfair. And they're seeing people just cross over like it's no business. And so it's now become a a industry that's money. So they're exploiting our Hispanics and, and everybody else from 70 yeah. other countries. They're exploiting these women and children now, getting raped on the way to come here. And, and I want to talk about that because one of the things our ministry is getting into mm-hmm. is is the abuse mm-hmm. that's happening to, to people coming across the border that are literally being sold mm-hmm. into sold sex into trafficking. Slavery. Yes, uh, They're literally being mm-hmm. sold into slavery in, uh, slavery in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's all because we cannot get this thing worked out. Mm-hmm. Well, the cartels are fully in control of the border. And mm. that was the last word. Well, not the last word, but um, in, back in August, the Border Patrol agent said, we've lost all control mm. of, we've lost all control of the border. And they they said the cartels are, you know, have a very organized operation. No one crosses over into the United States unless they have paid, you know, that, that cartel. Um, or, you know, and so... Well, so so we, how can our government... How can it sponsor that? 
Well, our government is sponsoring. Do you know that our tax dollars are actually, and I'm not, this is no conspiracy, our tax dollars are actually funding, like through FEMA, the NGOs are getting money. They're getting millions and billions of dollars. And the buses that you see them bringing in illegals is all being paid for by our tax dollars right now. Wow. You know, that when illegals cross over, and I've witnessed this myself, so I'm not, I'm telling you what I truthfully what I know, because I do go and work with the Border Patrol agents, and I do go and work and, and see the things that are going. I've, I've seen it myself and witnessed myself, the cross when they're coming over these um, they're given an envelope and it says I do not speak English or help me I do not speak English in the envelope they will get $1,400 each person they get mm. they get shoes they get a hotel they get airfare covered they do not have to go through TSA okay wow. like you and me yeah. that we live here they they go around TSA they get put on a plane and they get flown wherever they're going on our tax dollars. Mm. And so a lot of people do not know this, but the ugly truth is the women and children that we have actually, uh, one of our, the state, one of my state directors on my board, he does border network news, Anthony Aguero. Anthony Aguero pretty much films and covers this, you know, illegal immigration going on at the border on a, pretty much on a daily basis. And um, he has actually even followed them to where you see that there's these little girls and they're, they have these huge airline jets, right? And they're loading all these little girls and we're like, where are you taking them? And why are they off of a record? They're in a private, you know, uh, a jet. Mm-hmm. Where are they flying these little girls to? So he interviewed a, a, a mother with her three children and he said, what was the worst thing that you, you know, on your journey here? What was the worst thing? And she said, the worst thing for her, she had to think about it and she, she was hesitant to really say I guess probably a fear. But she said the worst thing that she experienced was that at night, you know, she would, uh, away from the caravan, she would, you know, go and find a place to sleep, you know, on the ground. And she'd lay over her three children so that the coyote wouldn't come because she said what she would hear at night is the little girls being raped and she could hear them screaming at night. Wow. And so so she said that was the worst thing that she could Mm. see. And... That's why when people tell me, oh, you're not compassionate. Jesus wouldn't, you know, Jesus was very compassionate and you're not being compassionate. No, 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 no. I am being mm. compassionate because let me tell you something. Jesus wouldn't want them raped exactly. or exploited or sold into slavery. We yeah. were not born for that. And so I tell and, and, them. And, and it just doesn't stop there. And it, it keeps going. And it keeps going. And I said, so exact, I, I'm, I'm firm at what I believe in mm. because I don't, I am a voice for those women who think that they're, they're either being used, paid to come here because they need them to come here so that they can boggle down, you know, or, or you know, our, our border patrol agents to be processing these people so that the drugs and the, you know, the cartels can smuggle everything else that they want to smuggle in. Mm. And, and then they sell these people because what they're doing is that they've been training these, like the MS-13, they've been training these young 12-year-olds. So these unaccompanied minors, these young kids that are under 18, they have been trained. They know how to pick up a weapon and shoot. They're being sent off to places where I think that the cartel is going to start using them to move drugs, you know, on the corners or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's an operation. They have a they have an agenda and yeah. our government is allowing this. And so this is why it's very important. And people don't, didn't realize that the the majority of the people that are getting obviously affected by this is the people at the border. Mm. Well, who lives at the border? Majority Hispanic. Yeah. They want the wall. They want border security. It's why they, they showed up even in a bigger numbers to vote for Trump in 2020 yep. because he was... Even though that at 2016, he was ripping Band-Aids, is what I called it. You know, he was saying things that we knew deep down inside were true, but there were, for our culture, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. But then it was like, he 
started, we, we you know, the, the, the Hispanic community has been, it, we're fighters, right? Mm-hmm. We're natural fighters. You know, we love a good fight. We love the boxing and the wrestling. And, you know, we grow up with that in our household. That's what dad takes us to go, oh, you know, the UFC or the or the mil mascaras are coming or, you know. And so and so we're fighters inside. And, and I think that that's where I think Trump began to get, get favor within the Hispanic community because— they were, the Hispanic community, look, we're not that dumb. Yeah. I don't care what people say, but we're not. And I, and I could see that they, that our community was watching and saying, wait a minute, man, they, these people are like coming after this, this president and, and they just keep coming after him every day relentlessly, but he keeps mm. getting back up. So he became what we call our luchador. He was fighting <laughs> for our country, yeah. you know, and that was powerful. And that's where, you know, look, Trump didn't have to come and pay us to vote for him. Yeah. He didn't have to pay anybody. He earned our vote Amen. because he was a champion. He was championing with Jerusalem. He championed with, he was one of the most pro-life presidents we've had. He was there with the family, with the faith, and with our freedoms. Hmm. And if those three things right there alone, you know, not about being Hispanic, but just being about American, being a human being, enjoying our freedoms, enjoying who we are here in this country— if that message alone resonated, that connected with the Hispanic community. And Amen. that's why he earned it. He earned the respect and still has it. Amen. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that what you just said. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, and also a business partner of mine, his mother from Guatemala, she just loves Trump. Mm-hmm. And she was saying because he was, he's a fighter, he's mm-hmm. not like the rest mm-hmm. of them. And, mm-hmm. uh and when I know when my I, people. Yeah, and when, it, when she said that, I said, "Really?" I said, "I thought, you know, I, the way the news makes it sounds like uh, this, the Central Americans hate him, but mm-hmm. that's just not the no, fact." No, it's not true. No, Amen. no. You know, He's this very is loved. this is a very uh, good conversation. Uh, I, I I just enjoyed uh, the passion and the heart you have, Bianca. It's like, uh, you know. If you don't believe in something fully in your heart, you just have people reading off lines. Mm-hmm. And and the Lord isn't, uh, you know, he's not going to send out people that don't have a passion, right? But, I uh, saw something. Did you say that now? I saw something. There was a little meme on some social media, and it said, you know, and, and people tell me this all the time. That's not very Christian-like. That's not very mm-hmm. Christian-like. And I saw this meme, and it resonated. I just couldn't stop laughing. And it said, you know, for those that tell you you're not very Christian-like, you need to tell them, I didn't know I was auditioning for to be a Christian. Amen. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. Amen. I never <laughs> see that. Because I think that that's, I call them candy cane Christians. You know, they don't want to offend anybody. And, oh, you can't really say that. And that was not Jesus-like. And I'm like, look, I identify with the First Testament. So I'm about wrath, God, bring it down, judgment. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Uh Uh-oh, God, he didn't do it right. Let's go. And, ooh, when are you going to punish that one? Like, that's me. And I'm like, look, other people are called to that Second Testament. And they could be like all the glory of God and the Jesus and the loving and, oh, caring. I was like, look, I'm here to slay all the people over here. I'm like, you know. Because, you know, to me, it's important. I'm like, I don't like liars. And I'm sure Jesus didn't like liars either. And so, you know, and it's not that that these candy cane Christians are liars, but they're not fully telling the truth. You know, because look, if you do read the Bible and you do study the First Testament— God wasn't very nice in the First Testament. The the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus was God. They said uh, the early church said it. And if you read the early church, they were very straightforward people like yourself. They're more Christian than the 
Christianity we see today. Mm-hmm. Actually, God called it the Jesus called it the great falling away. Mm-hmm. So it's been a wonderful time, Bianca. Thank you. I've always, you know, I tell my people all the time, and I say, I say something very uh, that that they get a kick out of. I say, you know, the Bible says mm-hmm. that the anointing. The Holy Spirit fell on Samson, and he killed 7,000 Philistines. <laughs> so the, the Holy Spirit can be used for everything. Oh, the Holy right Spirit now. is very powerful, let me tell you. We yeah. And we've talked earlier about the miracles and wonders, and I'm like, it, it's amazing, you know, if, if other people out there— really had a relationship with God and understood what he can do. And that's the problem. We we would have, this world would be very different right now. Yeah. If people really had a relationship mm-hmm. with God and just quit listening to other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. The flesh. and, and mm-hmm. really understood the early mm-hmm. church, you would see it. But I want to thank all of those of you that have been out there listening. This is the Voice of Healing Radio. Again, I'm here with Bianca Garcia, and you're, they can get in contact with you on your platform, mm-hmm. which so is? We have latinotrumpcoalition.org, which is Latinos for Trump. It's an organization, and we only promote policy, advocate for policies, um, which are very much aligned with America First. And then we, I have a pack that's Latinos for America First, and that's where I help candidates out Amen. in the pack. And we're going to work with you too, Bianca, because we have a, a lot of people oh, in media that oh, are yeah. la, the Spanish Latinos in oh, yeah. community. So, I, 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 sister, I love you. Jesus you, is ready. You're, you're I'm a so blessing. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will see you again tomorrow. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.